What's going on, everybody? It's Coach Mike here on a wonderful Thursday afternoon with Function First Fitness, bringing you guys another episode of the podcast. I hope everybody is doing well out there. It's damn cold outside for mid-April. I remember last year, I think this time we were doing some Rowathon, or I think it was in April. And I mean, I got pictures of me like in t-shirts and shorts. I'm sure you guys are in the same boat. Now I'm wearing my winter coat again. I'm tired of this. I need to pull the golf clubs out. I need to get on the uh, the fairway or the bush. I don't even care. It doesn't even have to be in the fairway. I need to get moving and shaking. Anyway, thanks for sticking in, guys. Uh, again, the frequency of the podcast aren't going to be as much in the beginning until I kind of really fine-tune how I want this to go. So kind of a couple episodes a month is where we're at. So if you guys are patiently waiting and listening, I thank you again. Please subscribe to the channel um, to see or hear some of the earlier episodes. Uh, it just helps support me and putting some of this content together. A lot of it will be free, but I will be throwing out some stuff out there that'll be locked up for those who are subscribed, uh, who want to get their hands on the... Uh, all the goods, uh, nonetheless. So I wanted to do an episode, I kind of hummed and hawed, and I'm like, okay, what are we going to really talk about today? And I think, you know, as I have a nutritional seminar coming up on April 24th, which is a Sunday, and I know a lot of people are like, Michael, what are you doing it on a Sunday for? Well, it's the one day that I can kind of try and gather everybody together where not a lot of people are going to have something to do. So if you feel it's important to you and it's something that you want to venture into and spend some time and learn uh, a little bit more about nutrition, so you can kind of go out on your own and explore the world of food and and make decisions um, with a little bit of education um, and and foresight and some perspective based on how you're going to eat and how we should be eating and how we should be thinking first and foremost. Um so it's kind of what I want to dive in today is a little bit about where to start. You know, how do we get started? What should we be looking for? Because I'm really tired of, um, and I hear it all the time. And again, it's not, it's it's coming from a coach's perspective. It's not like, damn it, if one more client comes in here and tells me they want to lose fucking 30 pounds, like, I get it. We all are in, we understand it. We are in a uh, society that food is an, is of the abundance and the accessibility to food is easy. It's a big swing, you know, in the last hundred years and you want to dive into the evolution of man and woman and, and how where we've come and we've been hunting our food and growing our food and, and we ate when we can. And now we don't have to do any of that shit. We, we just skip the dishes it and it's at the door five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever later, and you don't even have to move. Um, and and for like anything, even when you make healthy choices, uh, for a lot of us that have busy lifestyles and we're moving and shaking all the time, you don't have a clue what you're getting. You know how many calories you're eating, you know how many calories you're burning. I mean, I, I guess the premise to a lot of the gist as to where I want to go with this seminar is going to really dive into like, breaking down some things that we need to know in the beginning um, when it comes to consistency and creating manageable and practical habits 
that fit inside our lifestyle and giving you guys a bit of the science and uh, wrapping it up with understanding the calorie intake uh, in versus out, the energy systems, how everything kind of works so you can make some educated decisions on your own. Here's the fucking problem, okay? And we hear it all the time, and it's not a it's not a disagreeable statement. This is the part that anybody can say it, and there's no disputing it. That calories in versus calories out absolutely makes 100% absolutely needs to be done when it goes to gaining or losing weight. The problem is, is that a whole aspect of recomposition or adding or subtracting weight is like a fucking onion. There's more than one layer to this. It's not as simple as that because my next question usually is, well, how many calories are you burning? Most people don't have a clue. I mean, we can go, here, here's a good place to start. 10 times your body weight. That's your calorie intake. Start there, right? I mean, we can easily generically go in these directions, right? We can kind of navigate this world. We can get all this information on Google. There's like 30 different calculators in the Google universe that'll give you body weights, how many calories you should take, make uh, macro breakdowns, all that fun stuff, right? That will get you to lose, you know, two, three pounds a week or 10 pounds a week or whatever that looks like. And it's like anything else. Um, You know, I get caught up as a business owner, uh, somebody who's very new to the fitness industry in comparison to some of the wonderful, great trainers out there. I've had a privileges of meeting, working with, um, that I want everything. Like I want the 20 years experience, like by Friday. Right. And that's not abnormal for us to want to do that. And I think we can carry that over, you know, like you want your business to succeed. What does success look like? What are the building blocks of it? I want it to be this. I want it to be that. Why is this not happening like yesterday? Like anything. You have to you have to build it brick by brick. And I think when we look at weight management, we have to do the same thing. We got to build it brick by brick. We've got to take it in stride and really focus in on some really primary things before we dive into um getting to a final goal of whatever that may look like for weight loss or weight gain. But then looking past that, right, goal setting is important and I'll never disagree with that statement. I think a lot of people, though, need to take a realistic look at what they're willing to do and what does that look like long term, okay? So one thing I like to do is I'm going to ask you four crazy questions and I want you guys to either write them down or if you're listening to the podcast, whether it's in your car, your office, and you're you're taking a walk, vacuuming the floor. I hope you're not vacuuming because then you're probably not going to hear, hear me hear me very well. My jack can amplify pretty good, but nonetheless, turn the vacuum off if that's what you're doing. I, why did I bring vacuuming up? Who gives a shit about that? Anyway, I'm just going on a tangent here. You know, time is money. I get it. So four questions, four crazy questions you guys should ask yourself before you get involved into anything, okay? And uh, here they are. Okay, so number one, what is good about not changing, right? What is working for you with the status quo? What are the benefits of staying the same? So 
we want to make a change. Okay, we're we're living our lives. We're we've made a decision. We want to get healthier. That's the that's the direction we're going. What is good about not making change? What's not what's good about not changing? So pull those things out. Like if I didn't change, what's what's going? What's good, right? And be honest with yourself. Maybe there are some good things about not changing. Uh, I get an extra hour of television. Um, and that the remember these apply to you and you alone individually. All right. The next one that we'll be looking at is what would be bad about changing? If you changed, what might you have to give up or lose? How would your regular routine be disrupted? So, again, you're going to make a change, diet, exercise, healthy lifestyle. What does that look like and what could that potentially disrupt in your life? Okay. Honest questions and everyone's answers are different. You know, I go through these in the uh, in the seminar in the beginning part of it because I really want people to make the decision as to like what do you, what is it you want? Number 3. What might be good about changing? If you changed, how would that be helpful or beneficial? What new opportunities or possibilities could open up? So I fucking love this question. Okay, so we normally when we set goals in our brains, it's very linear, right? It's very point A, point B. Point A being I am where I am right now. Point B being 20 pounds lighter. Okay, so A to B. What else could come of the journey from A to B because this is the fucking best part. This is why I love doing what I do because I get to see this firsthand. And here's the best part. Most people come across things through that A to B that they didn't think they would, that they did. And it becomes the primary. The A kind of gets washed away or that B end goal gets overridden or washed away by something else as you explore that journey. And that's the best part about life. I mean, life in general does that kind of stuff. Okay. What would be good? And lastly, number four, what might be bad about not changing? So guys and gals, this is one you really want to think about. If you didn't change What bad things could happen if you keep going the way you're going? What might things look like in the future? Let's just say 10 years, you know? So we've we've created these pathways. We've created these roads prior to us doing anything. We're looking out, okay, if I make a change, you know, how is it negatively going to affect me? Um, if I don't make a change, how positively am I just going to, is it going to remain the same or am I, is it going to come off? Right. So, and then we're going to talk about, you know, uh, if I make a change, what, what opportunities pose, where can I take this? Where can I go with this? And then lastly, if I don't do anything, what's the negative that, that comes of this? That's the real question. That's usually some of that pops up uh, in the decision-making process of fitness, 
unfortunately. Um, people get to a point where their status quo or their comfortable life gets disrupted by bad blood results at the doctor's office, uh, aches and pains that are unbearable um, or are hindering us, um, diet or food choices that just are making us feel sick all the time or the energy that we used to have, we don't have anymore. Uh, the way that we feel in our clothing, all of those things. There's a decision that gets made at some point. Everybody that comes to see me for the most part uh, has come to the realization that something needs to change. So we can ask ourselves those questions in the beginning. We can set a foundation for how we are realistically going to approach the future and moving forward with that particular journey. Now, with those fundamental questions, it's important that we look at some areas that we're willing to make those changes that we're, and I, and I say this, like it's got to work within your lifestyle. Are you able to make and manage these changes? Periodically with food, you know, I don't necessarily in the beginning stages of somebody coming to me go right to a, a calorie number or even a calorie deficit for that matter. And maybe you're listening to this going, oh, what the fuck? If someone comes to you and wants to lose weight, you can put them in a calorie deficit, Mike. That's science. I get it. Is that where they need to start, though? Maybe they've done that 10 fucking times already. Because I can tell you right now, I can go Google. Again, Google. Diet. You'll have 9,999,000 pages come up. And everyone has their own way of approaching it. And you got that fitness professional that's all jacked up on the front going, 60 days, join my program. Sure, maybe you lose 10 pounds of it. And then what happens, right? So fundamentally, we want to take an approach to uh, a beginning stage. It's something that's manageable that you guys are able to um, work in and take um, your complete life whether you're a busy professional, you're a parent, you are someone who travels a lot, sleeps, you know, very gets little hours of sleep, watches binge watches TV, over snacks. Um, everyone comes in different walks of life. Uh, have hip knee issues, shoulder issues, whatever that may be, or whatever that position that you're coming from in that moment in time is kind of a good place for you to actually sit down and say, okay, what am I willing to change first and foremost? We want to look at, and for a lot of people, especially those that want to lose weight, the biggest thing that happens in um, for the majority of them is that they're coming from a place of overeating, usually super busy, they're not putting a lot of time and effort into the meals they're making or or maybe purchasing is more often done or there is inconsistencies in how they're eating. And also, they're not educated in to knowing what particular food items can or cannot do, right? Understanding the, the calorie and content of fats, carbs, proteins, and what each of those macronutrients do once 
digested in the body. As well as, again, if you're going out to eat, what is being used to make your food, right? Remember, the and I won't mention names. I don't think nobody cares. There's, I don't have a million listeners. I'm not going to get sued by anybody, but I won't mention any names. But major chains, uh, fast food restaurants are not in the food business. They're in the real estate business. They're all real estate companies. Pop as many locations in the busiest places we can. And that's where they get make the majority of their money. The production of the food is very inexpensive. Therefore, the ingredients to produce those foods are very inexpensive. And the quality that you're getting from those few foods is probably subpar to what you can get when you just go to the grocery store and buy and cook yourself. And two things. You're going to know, for the most part, uh, understanding a little bit of some of the things that we go through in the seminar, um, and some of the educational stuff that I do with nutritional coaching is understanding the difference uh, and making that educated decision as to when you purchase something from the grocery store, am I getting what I want from a macro and a micronutrient standpoint within the calories? Do I understand how to read a food label and, and, and understand the calorie intake, portion control, portion sizes, what each of those macronutrients can do? Uh, for me you know satiety is a big one too and I think a lot of us who eat hyper palatable um, snack foods and we're all guilty of it don't get me wrong I'm I'm a I'm a chip lover myself and ice cream and all those good things that and, and alcohol here's another one um, where we're getting this excess of calories and not really putting a lot of thought into well what is in them you know, how many calories are in a bottle of wine or a, you know, a particular, you know, fruity drink? I know some of them are starting to advertise locale and, and things like that to, to promote um, a healthier approach to that. And again, that all kind of encompasses back to those four questions. So when we look at this, from a, a standpoint of where we're starting, when we've asked those kind of four questions, we want to, um, maybe when we approach a fitness coach or we're going to talk to a trainer, and again, I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about nutrition and diet on this, but I'm going to dive a little bit into the exercise end of things. I originally wanted to kind of do a exercise selection thing, um, which I may do later um, as far as kind of understanding maybe some exercise selection for the average person who's just getting into fitness or somebody who wants to kind of um, get stronger and things like that is, you know, the basis of where you start from a foundational point of view um, should always, in my opinion, um, be, be, you know, making sure you got good stability, mobility, a good foundation into what you're doing. And this is why, you know, as a trainer, I'm promoting trainers because, you know, in all the years I've worked out without trainers and not knowing what the hell I was doing and understanding certain methodologies about exercise and how the body works and understanding that part of it, 
you're going to get a lot out of um, learning how to move and becoming stronger first and foremost. So I kind of want to go in that direction as, as, as far as a good starting place for a lot of people, even, you know, in conjunction with good nutrition is get really strong and re- get really good at moving first and foremost before we start to dive into any massive um, calorie influx. And people are going to go, what the fuck do you mean? So foundation to me is such an important word when it comes to starting or restarting or continuing or wherever you are with your fitness um, is a good place to go when it comes to going and diving into that long-term journey. And I'm trying to really get my my words together here in my brain before I spew them out into the microphone. And what I mean by that is if you've spent the last 10 years putting on three to five pounds a year and you've gained 50 pounds, let's just say on the high end, and it took you 10 years and you know what that, you're at a point where like, I just feel like fucking shit. The idea isn't to lose the 50 pounds in five months, okay? It's an unrealistic goal, and it usually, when done successfully, leads to some sort of rebound, some sort of um, bounce back into old lifestyles because we follow that linear path of A to B. We do whatever necessary to remove the weight um, without educating ourselves on how the body works. And then we get the weight off and we feel really good about it. And then we go back to old habits because we worked so fucking hard in that five months to remove that 50 pounds. And I'm telling you right now, if you've lost if you've lost 50 pounds in five months, again, relative to your size, I mean, if you're 500 pounds, that's probably going to be a good place to be. But let's just say, you know, the average, say you're 240, 250 pounds. And you go like hell. And I'm going to be honest with you. My first go around with weight loss, because I have a story, uh, if you haven't heard it, is eight months. And I lost roughly that, uh, almost 50 pounds in eight months. And it was grueling. It was exercising six days a week in a very calisthenic, cardio-driven um workout segment I think I was doing 45 minutes to an hour a day sometimes an hour and a half and then I was eating uh, like three eggs uh, you know a cup of rice a cucumber for breakfast and then I had a chicken breast and another cup of rice and another cucumber and two carrots and then for dessert I would take deep breath big deep breaths of air and just go on the air diet for you know 20 hours and then you kind of repeat rinse you're hungry all the time and it's not fun and at the end of the day you get to the end of that and you remove that weight and then you haven't learned anything and you're like fuck now what do I do because I'm sure as fucking shit not eating any more goddamn rice pardon my language I like to swear on these things I think it just adds to it and drink coffee as I take a sip there Unfiltered. This is the this is the uh, function first fitness podcast. Unfucking filtered. We're just gonna ramble on. So when we start, we look at we've asked those four questions. We're looking at building a foundation. 
get yourself a trainer. I'm I'm not shitting you. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be me. I'm not saying that you're I'm not trying to promote anything uh, other than go get somebody who knows what they're doing, who has an approach that they're going to build you up. They're going to give you all of the foundational knowledge that they can and work with you through um, the next umpteen months. And, of course, if you love them, you stay with them. That's just the way it goes. That's one of those pathway things that we kind of talked about, right? What opportunities and and things, the, the rapport and the relationship you get with a fitness trainer is just amazing. Um, and... You're going to build a foundation. You're going to walk through how to eat healthy. You're going to walk through understanding how to eat healthy. You're going to walk through understanding how to fuel the body, how to build muscle, how to boost metabolism, how to feel better, how to move better, how to, how to, how to, how to, how to. Then, and then you can make the educated decision to decide to go into a particular calorie deficit and work towards weight loss because now in four or five months that you dedicated from that, okay, and I'm putting things in perspective, 10 years to put it on, five months to learn and educate yourself on how everything works to the best of your knowledge, then you have the tools to make decisions moving forward within your lifestyle on weight loss, weight gain, weight maintenance, and it becomes seamless. It is a lot easier. And the best part is when you reach a goal, you're not asking yourself what's next because you're often on the back of two other particular goals. Maybe that's a lifting goal. Maybe that's a a particular skill you want to learn in the gym, a particular modality of exercise that you've gravitated to that you enjoy, whether that's Olympic lifting or uh, powerlifting or regular lifting or calisthenics or some sort of athletic, um, uh, you know, like a basketball or baseball or something that you want to do that you enjoy because movement Movement's the key. And you gravitate to these well, these opportunities that, are, that have kind of presented themselves and you enjoy certain things. So now you have a couple other goals and then as a result of it, your stress levels have, are gone down so that your, your give a fuck factor on some of the things that used to stress the shit out of you don't bother you anymore and you find you got more time on your hands. You dedicate more time to feeling better and eating right and you've now added a... Uh, a little bit of uh, micronutrient supplementation into that and you feel good every day taking that. Now I'm going to go for a brisk walk every day and that's going to be my new routine. And you create an entirely different lifestyle in this time frame um, that you would have not had if you had just gone the linear direction of A to B, moving and working really damn hard to lose a little bit of weight. Take the time to learn be patient with it, right? Look at and ask yourself those particular questions that we we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. You know, what are the good things? What are the bad things? What are the opportunities? What if I don't do anything? What if I don't make a change? You know, if you're putting on five pounds a year, and, and maybe that's more, maybe, maybe that's less, less. What does that look like if 10 more years goes by, Right? You know, where are you at with your your current health age-wise? Like, are you 
You know, is this, are you somebody in your 20s or 30s that maybe can get away with a little bit more? Are you now in your 40s where, okay, I'm, I'm right on the cusp of that maintenance. I got to really watch here or there to kind of really dial myself in. Are you getting into your 50s or 60s where, where hormone functions a whole lot different? It's a whole lot harder to make those decisions where health starts to creep up on you and you start to look at your life kind of in the past and said, holy shit, you know, 60 years has gone by and, and I want the next 20 to 30 to be the best that they can be because I've already lived two thirds of my life. You have to really put things in perspective. And that's why when you make decisions or you come to that realization that changes need to be made, you need to really take a, just a, a sit down with yourself. Maybe those that are closest to you, if they're willing to have that conversation with you. Social support is a, is a difficult thing. It's something that's important, I think, for most of us. And I always talk to clients about how receptive are there people in the homes. And the reason being is because you have a, uh, I'm going to throw an example you have, and maybe this is relatable to some of you listening. You have a husband and wife, um, husband and husband, wife and wife, it doesn't matter. You have a bunch of partners that are together and they live a certain particular lifestyle for a very long time and they do the same things and they get into the same habits and then all of a sudden one of them wants to make change, right? That's really stressful in a relationship too um, because one party has different ideologies and has, has starting to gravitate towards maybe wanting to be more fit. Maybe they want to do, they want to take a daily walk when when normally you guys would watch a particular show or or time that you've spent together is now uh, less frequent due to adding some of those things to your life, again, pull that back into those questions. And if the partner is not supportive of these things, it can get really difficult and sometimes inadvertently, subconsciously sabotaging that person's ability to make change happens. It's unfortunate and it comes from a place of, you know, misery loves company. And I don't want to put it like that. I'm not saying that your partner's miserable or whatnot, but that person is just, they've gravitated to a certain lifestyle or a certain way of living that maybe they're comfortable with, or maybe they're not comfortable with it, but they're not ready to make change themselves, which happens quite often. Um, there's no better opportunity than getting the two of you to pick one or two of those particular changes and do them together. Um, there's there's something amazing about training couples in the gym. I've ha- I've had the pleasure of doing it multiple times. Uh, I want to try. I want to say I've probably trained six to ten. That's a is that that many? Something like that. And it's the dynamics are always different and it's but it's great because you can feed off each other and you're now going down that road together and um, you get to be on the same page. You get to uh, understand the stresses and the adversity and the great things that come as a result of it, I guess. And you get to experience those things together. Sometimes they're different because, of course, you're in your own body and, and you're receptive to things differently and, and eating habits and all that stuff might change as a result. But I guess 
coming into this episode, you know, I really want to focus in on and wanted to focus in on where do we start when we make these changes? Four crazy little questions. Um, that I think everybody should take extremely seriously. And no matter where you are in your fitness, you can ask those questions, right? What does the next version of, as my beautiful little dog comes up to the microphone, um, and, and make those decisions, right? And be a part of that and sit down and ask yourself what you're willing and what you're not willing to, to change. I find more often than not, if with little manageable changes, um, you know, for example, you know, let's say we, we go through an assessment and, you know, somebody drinks two liters of pop a day and they eat a bag of chips at night and dinners generally consists of a veggie and a, and a protein and lunches often out of the vending machine and breakfast might be, you know, bacon and eggs or something. You know, it could be as easy as reducing pop from two liters to one liter. It could be as easy as, you know, reducing the nighttime snack in half. It could be as easy as, you know, I'm not going to go out of the vending machine. I'm going to prepare something from home because you're willing to do that change and start there. And that'll progress itself into more and more and more changes until it becomes easier to do. I've got some silly dogs here that you can probably hear them in the background that are now deciding they want to play. And uh, I think the timing's good. We're just over 30 minutes into the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope this gave you some food for thought. Again, if you enjoy the podcast, um, you guys can link into my social media. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. Look at them. Look at they're going. I know you guys can't see it. You can only maybe hear it. Hopefully they don't knock the microphone over. Anyway, I got two silly dogs to take care of. I'll see you guys on the next one. If you guys have any questions, need anything from me, you know how to get a hold of me. And that's it. Peace.